0: Good afternoon, boys and girls. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, cowboys, Indians, generals, privates. Keep your privates to yourself. Hey, it's Johnny here, and we have a a little bit different format today. My good friend and co-pilot, Michael Sean Lee, has been uh, called away, uh, so he won't be joining us today. That means the kid is flying solo. This could go either way. It can go super north or it can go super south, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I do have something very important I want to talk about, but first, uh, today's lead-in song, you know, Everybody Wants Some, um, from Van Halen off of the Women and Children First album. Normally, one would connote that song with uh, get a little bit of a leg, as Michael Sean Lee would say. Uh, or as Rod Stewart would say, getting some of what keeps a young man alive, you know what I'm saying? But, no, no, based on, uh, today's itinerary, it's more like people biting your ankles, or in a godfather sense, somebody looking to perhaps wet their beak off of my hard work. Touch me, and I'll kill you. Mmm, scintillating, huh? Well, let me break it down for you, folks, um... You know, when I started Big Boom Radio and then later on, you know, this this podcast, it's uh, it was a labor of love. You know, I had DJed live before and I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed, you know, interacting with the crowd. But, you know, the, uh, the whims of the crowd are just that, whimsical and fickle. And one minute you're a champ, next minute you're not. So I said to myself, self, I want a format where I have total control because many times people don't know what they like until you tell them. It's as simple as that. So, I've been uh, in one form or another doing Big Boom Radio now since uh, 2016, let's say. Yeah, that's when I started. Um, And a station has grown since then, our format's grown, our audience has most certainly grown, and my perspective on a lot of things uh, has grown as well. You know, we've had our successes, we've had our failures, we learned from it, we move on. Now, in life, it's an unfortunate truth that some people create and some people tear down some men
1: just want to watch the world burn
0: this is the way of the world anybody that tells you otherwise is either lying or trying to sell you something so i received a notification uh, about two three weeks ago from the good folks at spotify where our Riffs and Rants is is featured and has been featured for, you know, well over a year. And we got a complaint from uh, a group of folks known as the Universal Music Group, okay, sometimes known as Universal Media Group. To paint a picture of these guys, um, basically the Empire from all the Star Wars movies uh, and how these cats haven't been broken up in an antitrust suit is beyond me. And uh, to put it in perspective, they don't own the artists. They own all the record labels, okay? And they just exist out there. So they had contacted Spotify saying that I was using copyrighted material illegally and without their permission, okay? So this now coming about after... 66 episodes of the podcast, like I said, well over, you're probably closer to two years we've been up there now, came as a, a bit of a surprise to me. And I kind of looked at it askance and I'm like, hmm, this just kind of doesn't seem right. But everything looked uh, official and, and on the up and up. So then I started thinking to myself, self, this giant mega conglomerate doesn't have the time or I think, the need to go hunting and pecking through every single podcast that's out there. It just doesn't make sense. You know, logistically, it's a nightmare. Even if they just assign some drone of an intern to go through and, and listen to what's going on, regardless of how popular we are, we should still be flying under the radar. So... Being from Jersey and having a uh, exciting misspent youth with people from Jersey, my next train of thought, as it jumps off the track, is somebody ratted us out. Dying times here. And I have a short list of suspects, you know. Or maybe, maybe it's just in my head. But I doubt it. So again, some people are put on this planet to build up and create and others just to tear down. So let me also say this. There's about, oh, tens of thousands of different podcasts out there at this point. And Mike and I, all, you know, we often joke about this because everybody has got a podcast, and there's a podcast about everything. And when we started out, we said to ourselves, we're different simply because we're not trying to be anybody else. We're not trying to get a result at the end of the day. You know, granted, we have our debates about just about everything under the sun, but it's it's, it's civil and it's friendly. And wow, on a good day, maybe it's even intelligent, you know? Um, and as part of the format that all the listeners know, we always play about three little ditties we call gems. And yes, they're songs, okay? Now, this site emanates from Big Boom Radio, which is broadcast vis-a-vis Live 365. And my royalties, in this case ASCAP fees, are paid for through Live 365. So I know for a fact, and I never would play any music without the Just Desserts going to those individuals who have, again, created this stuff. This is how it works, okay? Okay. So, I don't know who's got a beef, I don't know this much, I will find you, okay? (laughs) It's a very, very small universe, and these things have a way of just sorting themselves out. So let it be written, so let it be done. And to get Spotify off the hook for now, I wrote them a very polite email and I said, you know what, take me off of your service. Riffs and Rants does not need to be on Spotify anymore. Um, In the big scheme of things, most of you seem to connect to us through the other good folks at Google, which for a mega conglomerate, I kind of like them because they've done a lot for me over the years. Um, Just a different animal, I guess. So here's the bottom line. Here's the skin. Here's the meat, the crux, if you will, of the argument. You know, we're here to have a good time. We're not looking to hurt anybody. And whenever we express opposing views, you know, Michael and I on the podcast, we, we keep it civil as many times as I just want to, like, poke either my eyeballs out or somebody else's because of the crazy world we live in. We, we don't, okay? So wh- whoever the individual is out there that seems to have a hard-on for the Riffs and Rats podcast, um, you know, you you do you, okay? And we're going to keep doing us because whatever we're doing for the past couple years, our audience likes it. We like doing it, and that's about that, okay? Maybe it was the episode. So here's why I come back to my my suspect list. Gee, I don't know. Maybe it was any number of millions of progressive liberals that I rail against on a daily basis. Maybe it was uh, Bob Baffert and the uh, professional horse racing industry after I skewered them last week. I don't know. Maybe it's fans of Godzilla who don't like the fact that I'm a King Kong guy. It's it's ridiculous, you know who and 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 the span of people that could possibly have a beef, or oh I don't know it could be people I've closely worked with in the past in the DJing arena, let's say or the uh, or show business, you know I got a couple of those pieces of shit in my sights too. But again, let's not get bogged down in all that. All right, so today's episode, like I said, going to be kind of different because it's me, I'm flying solo. And I got a couple things that I wanted to talk about, okay? This being chief among them because, I don't know, it just kind of irritates me, right? All right, so if you guys remember, uh, I had given a couple plugs uh, during the last few podcasts about an independent professional wrestling promotion, uh, Blitzkrieg Pro Wrestling, and the fact that I was going to sponsor via Big Boom Radio one of their, um, well, actually their first show returning from this abysmal, you know, land of COVID-19 restrictions. And um, that show went down uh, a couple weeks ago. And I got to tell you, folks, I had a blast. <laughs> I haven't seen uh, a live professional wrestling promotion since, wow, well, probably 2007. And it was a, a telecast of um, WWE's Raw from Philadelphia, And, you know, that was great, but you lose a lot of it in the spectacle and the production that goes into it. You know, a lot of stuff you don't see when you're watching on TV. And also, like, a heck of a lot of um, delays and whatnot attributed to the the production. Um, It was just so much fun. It it was a limited seating, so they had about 100 spectators. They had uh, some wrestling personalities there. Uh, from the Pro Circuit, you know, signing autographs, taking pictures. Uh, a lot of the independent people had their own merchandise they were selling, as well as some of the sponsors had tables set up. And that's something I would love to be interested you know, get involved in next time. I mean, shit, maybe even doing an episode of WrestleRants of from the live event. That would be fun. But again, I was so impressed by the uh, professionalism and athleticism of these independent circuit wrestlers made a believer out of me and um it reminded me of the first wrestling show i'm gonna date myself here that i ever went to was actually held at my high school i believe it was 1980 i'm gonna say and you know to put it in perspective the rock's father rocky johnson was on the card as well as captain lou albano the wild samoans uh superstar billy graham and even as a kid, who back then, you know, bought into everything hook, line, and sinker, because it wasn't known as sports entertainment, it was portraying itself as, as you know, real from start to finish. Um, I shouldn't say no real, unscripted from start to finish. And I was kind of left a, a little disenchanted after seeing it live. These guys did a better job than those professionals on what was then the WWF. Um, by far, you know, and the enthusiasm of the crowd, and the, the 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 chanting and the sing-alongs, and you know, the match in particular that Big Boom Radio had sponsored was a uh, like a four corners match, and instead of being put through a table, the combatants' uh, combatants were eliminated as each one of them was thrown through a door. <laughs> yes, folks, a door, and it, it was just so much fun. So. I'm looking forward to uh, continuing my, my sponsorship relationship with Bliss Creek Pro. Uh, and I understand that they've got another pay-per-view coming up in June. entitled uh, entitled Luau towards the end of June, I believe. And yeah, I'm, I'm totally stoked to go do it again. So there's a glimpse behind the curtain. This is what I do to relax and unwind. And I just gotta again give them props because I had such a good time doing it. And it was probably one of the smartest moves I made this year is to just branch out and start, you know, getting involved with little stuff that I love to get back to normalcy. Cause look, we're all going out of our minds. Like I say often enough, we're living in an episode of the Twilight Zone. Seriously, okay? You use your tongue prettier in a $20 whore. So There's one thing I wanted to touch on. Another thing I wanted to touch on was, you know, recently we had uh, landed yet another rover uh, on Mars, okay? And this time, we had kind of switched things up because we had not just the uh, super advanced rover scooting around taking pictures and whatnot, but we had a drone as well. This little tiny helicopter, okay? Completely badass. This thing's flying around, you know, taking more pictures and whatnot, and it's it's really a big step in the whole deep space exploration thing, okay? And then some odd stuff has kind of happened since then, courtesy of our good friends over in China. Yeah, which I, I don't care if I offend anybody, because look, they don't broadcast this in China. That's what's up. So just the other day, like out of nowhere, China lands not just a rover... <laughs> <laughs> and a, a drone just like we did but they've got an orbiter now floating around in in orbit of, of Mars okay like I said out of nowhere whereas the previous week or two the world was looking at them because they had launched uh, another rocket I'm guessing unrelated and instead of planning where the spent shell of, of the main booster rocket falls like every country's space program does you know They just, boop, ejected it. And now the world is sitting there watching while this thing like the size of several semi-trucks is going to fall somewhere. So thank goodness it fell harmlessly to Earth, landed in the water off of the Maldives. But again, it's just China being China. They don't play by the rules. They don't give a shit. And even though there's a little piece of me, totalitarian that I can be sometimes, that looks at that and says, you know what, that's how you get shit done you're part of the world community, all right? So smarten up. But again, they jump ahead. Now they're on Mars, and they did it, like, on the down low. They just kind of snuck up there, and boop, there they are. Now, I don't know how successful the rest of their mission is going to be, but really the, uh, the big nut in terms of sending somebody to Mars so far, because a lot, I think it's been, like, 20-some-odd, Attempted landings and, and half of those Have been successful but they did it They touched down they had the little boosters Like underneath the thing just like you see on TV And they landed and boom Now they're there okay um, All this is great You know because someday we'll use Mars as, as a springboard to maybe go someplace else And do more exploration and all that's fine And good but then The kid in me who grew up watching Lots of science fiction <laughs> shows Including Ray Bradbury's Martian Chronicles, starts to think to myself, well, let's say there are Martians up there and all of a sudden they've got these weird little machines crawling all over their planet doing God knows what. They're going to look and say, well, where do they come from and and then put another eyeball on on Earth. And this shit could go south. Think about it. You know, we're so concerned about people landing on Earth and scoping us and sticking probes up our butt and everything. Well, if if there's any Martians, maybe they live underground or whatever, or maybe they're camouflaged. We can't see them. You know, you got you got to use that whole suspension of disbelief. But what if they're there? All of a sudden, this stuff is crawling all over Mars <laughs> because now that these two are there, I know India has a hard on to get some kind of probe up there too. And really, they should be worried about their Earthbound assets, but. Yeah, it's just gonna keep going and going and going. There's gonna be more stuff landing on there, and look, if it's one thing that we've seen <laughs> over millennia, is that when there's some new, nice, undiscovered country, the, yeah, the first couple, you know, missions to to scope it out are all they're all started with the best of intentions, but as they as we do it and we keep doing it, then you kind of start leaving garbage behind. Trash. You kind of start abusing the the landscape, you know, and just making a mess of things because we're humans, you know, and we just ruin everything we touch. Eventually, is that going to be the the case with Mars? I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna have to wait and see. So that was just something else I wanted to touch on. I tell you what, that's some dour thoughts right there. So why don't we take a break and we do this gem, a little science fiction feel to it, and we'll be right back in a couple more minutes with some things and stuff Like you're in just outer space, throttling through with some, I don't know, Ridley Scott looking space cruiser with all kinds of shenanigans happening around you, gas clouds and aliens and whatnot. Just a groovy tune, yeah. And that, of course, is Deep Purple with space trucking. And look, look, let me do a little Michael Sean Lee here, a little backstory, okay? That's off the Machine Head album. I think it was the seventh track down there. Uh, came out in 1972, and uh, all kinds of synthesizers and whatnot happening, and they, I understand they redid it in the 80s when they had gotten back together, but it's just not the same impact. That song just screams 70s classic rock. You're driving around in a, in a V8, sucking down gas, probably like a Plymouth Barracuda or something of that nature. Yeah, Johnny does love himself some classic rock, and besides... We haven't played any Deep Purple yet in all the episodes of the Rifts and Rats podcast. So, boom, shakalaka. There you go. All right, now, hey, where do we go from here? Well, we go to the next thing that's got me riled up, because there's so much going on. Uh, Wow. Last week, the uh, Center for Disease Control, which they've managed to do anything but as of late, uh, announced that there was a full... um, Lessening of the face mask restriction, both indoors and out, basically saying that those that are uh, fully vaccinated after a two-week uh, waiting period are free to go about, basically, their normal lives again. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that nice of them? And, of course, our fearless, effervescent president... Don't mess with the bull, young man. ...gets right up to the podium and just announces that, like, hey, we've made it. Uh, eerily reminiscent of, of a George Bush on a certain aircraft carrier with a certain banner, you know, rolling down saying, mission accomplished. We remember how well that worked out, right? So now we're left thinking to ourselves, how do we know who's vaccinated and who isn't? Hey, I tell you what, you can take a
1: good look at a butcher's ass by sticking your head up there, but wouldn't you rather take his word for it?
0: <laughs> what? So again, our intrepid leader puts out a tweet basically saying, uh, get vaccinated or suffer the consequences, it's, it's your choice, okay? Um, if it's one thing that this period of pandemic has taught us, it's that the, the general public isn't really good at, at making choices. Message! Especially when it comes to their own well-being or perhaps the well-being of others and strangers. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. They're all caught up in their own little sense of self-importance. They don't care. So now you start thinking, well, how are they really gonna gonna know? I mean, there's been talk of uh, a passport of sorts that would say, yes, this person is officially, you know, vaccinated. And uh, New York had already tried that uh, on a limited scale, and it's not really working out that well. And as far as the um, you know the basic little cards you would get when you go to get vaccinated, those those forgeries are rolling off the presses as we speak. Okay, so you've got some institutions such as most state universities, some private colleges uh, are requiring all of their students to be vaccinated to come back to school. You know, in, in the fall. And I'm kind of supporting that idea because I'm one of those people, all right, here it is, that believes in the vaccine. I, myself, am fully vaccinated. I got my double dose of Pfizer. Made me sick as shit, the second one. But you know what? That's how you can tell it's working. People should be vaccinated. This isn't a game, okay? Okay. And if the powers that be start sending uh, a, a mixed message out that... It's not that big of a deal, it's up to you, you know, otherwise go about your, your life. It really discounts the narrative that we had through the bulk of the pandemic, that which had, I don't even wanna put this in, in, in air quotes, but let's say supposedly claimed, you know, the lives of what, three, 400,000 Americans at, at this point. Something's not right there, folks. The message is getting a little garbled, okay? And we're not we're not talking about deep space interference here or solar flares. I'm talking from the source, okay? You got the king of Brooklyn, Anthony Fauci up there, backtracking, shuffling, shuckling, jiving. Like this whole thing is like a, a game of three-card Monty on the street, you know? Under one of these cups is the correct protocols to keep you and your family safe. Care to give it a try? I'm out of patience with, with stuff like that. And the mixed messages and the false narratives and just done with it, okay? Now, I didn't like wearing a mask, just like most Americans did not like wearing a mask. But to put things in perspective, okay? And the off chance, again, that it could keep yourself and your loved ones safe by limiting transmission of the COVID-19. I think wearing a little piece of cloth on your face when you go out to the store and stuff is is not really that big a sacrifice, and in my other life, you know, I, I work, let's say with the public and I'm in the public eye and I had to wear it basically all day when I was not in my office. And you know what, I didn't like it. And I'm a, I'm a big fat dude <laughs> and at times running around and, and just having long-winded conversations with people while keeping that mask on was a very unpleasant experience. But again, to put things in perspective, it's a piece of cloth. Pause for effect Piece of cloth Not that big a deal Now in terms of the vaccine There was a little bit of a hiccup With the Johnson and Johnson one But we're talking a case of five or six people Out of over a million Now look I don't mean to sound like a hard-hearted man But people die It kind of happens every day And look at how many people die Let's not even talk about smoking Or liquor or anything like that Or drugs just behind the wheel, all right? In accidents, pure car accidents that are nobody's fault, you know, easily in the teens every day, hundreds if not thousands every year. This stuff happens, okay? It's the real world, folks. Get your head out of the children's book that you're using to guide your daily actions and live the same life as the rest of us, okay? Get vaccinated. It's available to everybody now. It costs nothing. There's no microchips going into your arm. There's no way that this stuff is going to affect the human genome. Okay. That one's already been discounted. And my my counterpart, Michael Sean Lee, already, you know, discussed this in a previous episode. And, and it's all true. This stuff, it's it's a vaccine. Take it. All right. Otherwise. Seriously, this shit's going to be floating around, and the more it floats around, the better chance it has to then mutate and come right back again. Look at these poor bastards in India dealing with it now. Yeah, it is the second round in India, and it's mutating. This is what happens if you don't keep this shit under control. Now, where's it going to stop next and kind of crop up again? Will it be the United States? God, I hope not. I really hope not. Maybe it'll be South America or maybe it'll be another country in Asia. Who knows? But it's still a threat. Use your common sense, do the right thing, and get vaccinated. All right? Yeah, the after effects of the second shot sucked. Took Johnny off the grid for a full day, which it takes a lot considering I'm the guy that refuses even to take an aspirin if I have to. But you know what? It passes. Didn't kill me, right? And now I can like walk around knowing that I did my part, I'm safe. If I go visit my elderly parents, they're safe. Just be adults, do the right thing, okay? So that's that. And then some people would kind of say that the timing of this whole announcement from the CDC as brought to us by President Biden and his trusty sidekick Kamala standing next to him was kind of meant to offset uh, some other goings-on, some other unpleasant goings-on, such as the Colonial Pipeline getting hacked. Shall we play again? That's right. Once again, folks, some portion of, of Americana, okay, and the daily lives of Americans has been influenced by somebody hacking something from a foreign country. All indicators seem to point towards Russia. Not the Russian government, mind you, but just Russia. Because, look, there's a lot of bad people in Russia that have nothing to do with the Russian government. Come on, it's not 1985. Let's stop making up boogeymen. I'm not saying Vladimir Putin is an angel or a saint or even a good dude. But you know what? He's not Dracula, okay? So stop with that. So what befuddles me every time this happens is... You know, we're the United States of America. Christ, we invented the computer nerd and we invented the computer nerd hacker living in his mom's basement that's able to go in and just, you know, wreak havoc on these companies. I'm kind of offended that other countries are better at it than we are now. Now, granted, you know, if you're in Russia or North Korea or Cuba, when you don't have a whole lot of these things we call individual liberties and somebody tells you, Well, guess what, Vladimir? Your life's mission now is to become the best computer hacker you can be. Otherwise, we're going to shoot your family, okay? Or in the case of North Korea, you get a visit by Kim Jong-un, and he says, uh, you will be a computer hacker uh, par none, or or we're going to, you know, strap your mom in front of a cannon and and send it off. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to inspire you in a certain way that perhaps, you know, $50 an hour just won't suffice. But, again... What happened to you? Where are the American hackers? And, and, you know, we have a lot of bad people, let's say, on our payroll in this country. Can we please activate them and start doing some shit again? I think we need to go back to the golden age of, like, spies and espionage and shit. Because sure enough, all these other countries are coming after us. I really hope that the CIA still has, you know... Operatives and, and whatnot doing things and, and, and protecting us because just sitting here on the home front waiting for these salvos of of cybercrime to hit us, I gotta tell you, folks, it's not working out too well for us. Okay, so you got that whole thing going on, which perhaps a little bit of good news, or people don't have to put that piece of cloth on their face, was meant to, to offset that. And then on top of that, there's some more strife going on in Israel because Hamas has taken it upon themselves to launch, I believe it's about 1,300 rockets now at this point, at various points in Israel. Okay, primarily Jerusalem. Look, I always support the Jewish state, and I and I always will. Okay, I see it very simply. They they earned that land number one by getting you know half their their population wiped out in World War II. But, as far as the old Palestinian thing, you know, when all those countries ganged up and and attacked them in the 60s and Israel rose up on its own and kicked their ass and then took what was a desert and turned it into an oasis, they earned the right to do whatever the frig they want with that land, you know? Like Will Smith said in, in, in Armageddon, don't start none, won't be none, okay? But, hey, they fought a war, they lost, suck it. Israel lives there now, okay? And yes, at times they can be heavy-handed, but it's not heavy-handed when you're the ones that are living under constant threat of random bus bombings, poison attacks, these bullshit rockets coming at you all the time. Enough is enough, okay? You kick the dog enough times, he's gonna bite you. And look, Israel is the pit bull of the Middle East. You do not screw with them. Ugh. And, and and Hamas is never going to learn. They're going to do this shit until Israel rolls in. And then they're going to raise their, their little white pussy flag. Oh, look at us. We're oppressed now. Look how mean Israel is. And they're shooting our people. You brought it on your damn selves. That's what's up. Now, this is just my opinion. Sorry if it's controversial, but I see these things in black and white. So rather than throw... Full support behind israel as we normally would do in this country regardless of political party and affiliation now they're kind of saying well you know it's it's a bad situation and there's you know elements on both sides and you know joe biden comes out and says well he's committed to a to a two-state solution and yeah the two-state solution is great but you know what neither side wants that because israel doesn't want to give up what they've earned And Palestine doesn't want Israel to exist. There's not a lot of gray area there, okay? (laughs) And I'm just saying, this shit wasn't going on when Trump was president. All right, I know, sue me, attack me, sling your uh, arrows of outrageous fortune my way. But look, it is what it is. You get nothing, you lose, good day, sir. We didn't have any wars going on in the Middle East, right? We are phasing out. Israel was getting along with everybody. Now we got that going on. You know, in the last two months, gas is now up, like, on the average, a quarter a gallon. I don't know, gang. I just don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let's dig ourselves out of this mess again. Because, yeah, we're, we're getting a little dour. And that's not the point. Especially when Johnny's driving the bus solo, right? So, I don't know. Based on what we just talked about. Let's go with an oldie but goodie. And let's let's talk about war. Because, yeah, what is it good for? We'll be right back in a couple minutes with some more things and stuff.
1: to me. Ah! To me. Wow, it ain't nothing but a heartbreaker. Wow, send only to the undertaker.
0: Was that a hot track or what? See, everybody knows that song. That's, of course, War by Edwin Starr. came out in 1970, obviously, as a a Vietnam War protest song and really became the soundtrack for the movement, you know, and it's still popular to this day, and it always crops up again when there's some kind of conflagration going on someplace. You know, what people don't know is that that song was originally done by The Temptations, who were an, an amazing Motown group, but their version of the song, I don't want to say it, it sounds too celebratory, um, especially from a, a group that did, you know, Papa Was a Rolling Stone. They they know how to get funky and dirty, but their version of the song just doesn't resonate the way Edwin Starrs does. You know, definitely, arguably, his biggest hit. And, uh, you know, based on my, my commentary and all these episodes of the, of the Riffs and Rants, it could be said, as a conservative right-wing person, that I can be a bit hawkish at times. But in reality, um, I, I I feel that any kind of war and violence and death as a result is a tremendous tragedy, especially because of the young men and women that are often doing the fighting uh, as the pencil pushers and politicians, you know, screech and bark in the background. They're, they're assing on the line and also all... The uh, it's the underprivileged the poor or the uneducated that are on the front lines fighting these wars as those other personages just dilly-dally about, you know, behind the scenes um, and maybe because of that my views on war and how to conduct a war are a little different and, you know just like for me, a fist fight is a last resort well, uh, a war is the ultimate last resort. And you only do it once all other options are exhausted. But when you do it, you do it 100%.
1: By the ancient laws of combat.
0: Um, And that's why, you know, in the English language, I think war should be a much uglier word than any racial epitaph that's out there or any blue four-letter word that's out there. And it's not. And that shows those just really how fucked up we really are as a society. And we're showing no signs of getting our head out of our ass. So that's what that is. I'm not going to preach to you. as You know where I stand on this. But yes, Edwin War, uh, Edwin Star, rather. War. Great tune. So we're pretty much nearing the end of this episode. I thank you for joining us. You know, it's, it's been a different experience doing it solo without... Michael Sean Lee to bounce things off of. Hopefully he'll be back with us next week. uh Cause yeah, it takes two to tango with this. I don't know. I'd hate that to, to go start looking for uh, some stand-ins, some temporary co-hosts until Michael comes back. But damn, I'm not that interesting. I can't carry this thing by myself. And in and um, other uh, news, as far as you know, Big Boom Radio. Mike always says, Johnny, what's going on? you always got to tell people, you know, what are you working on? What are you doing? Well, we got some new uh, episodes of Live 5 at 5, hosted by Ms. Tula McBride, coming at you on Saturdays. Um, let's see, in terms of the Classic Rock Showcase, yeah, I got some new acts coming up. I'll keep that close to the vest until they're sprung on you. And don't forget, more often than not, uh, you'll see who's always going to be on the Classic Rock Showcase running Monday through Friday on the website, bigboomradio.com. That's where you find all kinds of neat stuff. You can find episodes of this podcast on there ready for download. You find the old blogs that I wrote, talk about Venom. You can see the lineup every week of what's and who's going to be on the Classic Rock Showcase. All kinds of fun stuff. So check it out. And as always, if you have an idea, a question, a comment, anything, you name it, drop me a line. It's very simple. It's john at bigboomradio.com, and I would love to hear from you. So for myself, Johnny Teflon, and my co-host, Michael Sean Lee in absentia, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you on the flip side.